Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinematic Universe, the podcast all about comic book, TV and movies. I'm your host, James Hunt, and joining me is... Reese Williamson. Howdy, howdy, yeah. howdy, howdy. Just Reese this time because, we, I mean, we've been trying for a while to, to get a recording date together. Well, I've so I mean, I've been on strike. I've been on strike for several. I was going to so say just, the podcast uh, strike is over. So I don't know about you. I got all my demands. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm, I wasn't going to be a scab, James. Not for yeah. you, mate. All right, all right. I'm a, I'm not a union buster. Okay, yeah. not crass. No pit damn picket line podcast picket line. <laughs> no, it was funny when you just said in the intro another episode. It, that I felt like that was doing quite a lot of heavy lifting. It's sort of like <laughs> yeah, it has been another. Yeah, God. Yeah, it's been like one hundred and fifty thousand years since we recorded one. In fairness, um, we haven't recorded an episode partly because there has been no news. Yes, yeah, summer vibe. Well, you know, the strike is the, the summer is a quieter month for news anyway across the the whole fucking world. Um, apologies for swearing. Why am I? My parents really prodded me on swearing at the week at the weekend when I saw them, and my dad was like, <laughs> "You swear too much." So I, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, "Do I swear too much? Is that am I am I, am I swearing too much?" My life? anyway, fuck him, um, Reese. <clears throat> fuck him. Fuck them! Um, but my parents—they only gave me everything that I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so it was. So it's, it's a quiet period anyway. But yeah, but I mean, absolutely with the strike, but with the strike and and particularly the the, the actor strike, I think in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. because basically they can't. I don't know if if listeners are aware of this, but like they can't they can't announce uh, casting. You know, the actors are not as part of the. As part of the strike, which which continues, by the way, the actor strike continues. Um, they can't, you can't take meetings, you can't sign contracts, you can't obviously then be announced for projects. You can't even um, turn up at a comic con and give a humorous story about something that happened when you were filming Loki. That's why I don't know if you noticed a lot of producers out there promoting their their releases. Yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah, of film in, festivals giving interviews saying things like, "Well, you know, I guess <laughs> I guess some stuff happened." I don't know. I was in an office nowhere near the production, but sure. you can bet it's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, I also think we've just, I don't know, we've been on holiday and stuff, guys. Come on, give us a break. You've been on holiday too. You don't want to hear us talk about, you know, Blue Beetle when you're on the, <laughs> the beaches of the, the Coates Damtebes. Okay, come on. Come on. We've got better things to do. We're reading, we're reading the, the mystery novels, the, you know, the newest book with the with the, the word girl in the title. You know, the girl on the train, the gone girl. The girl yeah, I, think the... You're, I think you're a bit out of date with those. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to check my Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the... What's the new, uh, it's I guess Richard the, Osman, it's all Richard Osman. I was about Osman. to say, it's just what, <laughs> what novel is Richard Osman wrote, wrote where like, old people solve a crime in exactly. you know, Dorset. What's, that's, the hot, that's the hot beach read. That's it. Um, which is a fair point. 
Um, <laughs> any beach reads for you over the over the summer? Uh, Jen? Uh, no, I, I read Jill Lepore's History of the United States, which is, I would say, surprisingly bleak. So quite interesting. Okay, is it a new? Is that new? Uh, no, it's quite. It's. I think it ends around Trump being in mm. power. So I I did find myself wondering at the end. I wonder what she'd have made she'd have made of the uh, assault on the Capitol. Oh God, doesn't even get to that. She's like, yeah, no. this is as bad as it's gonna get. Um, yeah. Well, but I mean, interestingly, I know oh, of Jill yeah. Lepore. I know of Jill Lepore because her first book was uh, the history of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do. I recall that's, that, yeah. and that's that, a really that's good only, book. Yeah, that's that's like that's only about what eight eight five eight years ago. That's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not too long ago, but. Yeah, so no. that's, so listeners, books we've are very been, good. Yeah. We've been reading, and by we, I've I've of course been reading so many books, but I can't recall them. Just I, I, I can't remember quite what they are at this point. But I've read so many, <laughs> summer, so many summer books, and definitely not the first chapter of the second half of Dune because I read the first half of Dune two years ago when the first Dune movie came out, and now I'm attempting <laughs> to to read this. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we've got some news. Uh, James, you you collated said news um this this fine eve uh, yeah yeah so i'm gonna be honest uh, what's that what's cooking i mean not to not to lower people's expectations but it is it's fairly slim pickings but you know mm. we'll we'll have a chat and maybe some interesting stuff well do, i mean i don't know if there's any not to again it's just classic reese i haven't done any of the prep and, I, and i've shown up and james is just gonna say but I, i'm about to say i'm not to kind of move the agenda around but is there anything there that because what's this is an, in some ways an interesting moment to talk about you know, post writer strike, the, the probably imminent end of the actor strike, and to sort of, I think we will see maybe not a deluge, a deluge but th- there's there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff that will see that I think will hit, you know, at at fair rapidity after the after the strikes end. Um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it's not like stuff hasn't been a sort of been happening. I know that you know, fine, of course, actors sh- uh, were not supposed to. <laughs> take meetings and writers weren't supposed to write things but but you know i think in the reality of these things is it's it's just it's not quite as simple as that. <laughs> people take meetings people think about their careers people think about projects blah blah, blah you know yeah, people write in got, secret yeah and then you've got people and then you've got all the producers of the world which actually you know that's where all that's where you know, that's the actual churn and those are the real decision makers unfortunately for this kind of stuff we talk about so like what's kevin feige been up to what's he been thinking about what's he been planning you know well, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what he's been planning lately he's uh-huh. released a colorized version of werewolf by night <laughs> is that one of the eight news stories that you have to talk <laughs> i'm about afraid just... that is one of the eight wow news stories, okay yeah. i thought we oh we were, we were gonna be fine we're gonna hit an hour because eight stories we talk you know we talk seven eight minutes i mean that's <laughs> i don't i feel like we're gonna struggle to, to get more than a few sentences out about that um but my point i think my point is before we get into before we get into the meat of that one um yes it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i think to see to see what happens um what happens post the strikes uh, because I also think this is this is maybe this is I'm not sure that the sort of Marvel DC um, uh, rivalry has felt as much like it feels in the comics as it sort of does at this moment actually um, in the in the you know in the movie version because Marvel's you know Marvel's just got has had this reputational dip over the last couple of years and DC's in this sort of reset stage with a you know with a uh, a, a charismatic, or no, that's not quite word. A sort of a, a figurehead in ways that you know Zack Snyder 
a different kind of figurehead to the one that they had under Snyder. And so, I don't know. I just I I'm kind I'm kind of I'm kind of into Feige v Gun. And, you know, and, and and I bet you that I can see that this sort of comic book movie landscape is going to be shaped, I think, by that dynamic in the in the coming, you know, in the coming couple of years. Well, you uh, know, I, I think I don't think Feige's out yet. You know, this isn't this is this. Nah, he's, a, he's a long way from out, I think. Right. But, 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 I but mean, he, I, he must know that he must know that the sentiment is 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 bad. And it's I think it's in some ways it's only gotten worse in the across the strike period because there's been again, there's been no news. There's been nothing. Nothing to get people jazzed up about this stuff, and it's just it's podcast it's stupid idiots just the like lingering us. taste of secret invasion. Exactly, or, and and you know, and Ant Man uh, was that the that was no Guardians, I guess was the more Guardians recent, three, yeah. But you've got some of this stuff hitting Disney Plus, and you know, more people will have seen and the absolute the absolute stinkerino turd that was Quantumania over the you know over the summer months. I'm sure. A lot of people yeah. have seen across the Spider Verse as well, and forgotten that it's not a. Not a Marvel joint properly. Yeah, true, true. Um, so yeah, I think that's something to look out for, I guess. And and, and I, I just feel like the rhythms of the news cycle of that stuff is probably will probably will feel a bit different. Um, and then obviously you have got all the corporate stuff. You know, there's the what there's the wider picture of okay, to what degree are to what degree is Bob Iger wanting to pull their some of this some of their properties out of Disney Plus. Um, You've got the Loki show that's that's hitting pretty soon, but that, that you know that was put into motion way before, you know, way before the the all of the recent kind of turmoil. So will that continue? Will that change the movie slate? Will that change you know some of these some of these crossover projects? You got the Jonathan Majors piece, you know that's 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 extremely. Oh, we'll we'll involved, get to that right? soon. That, okay, that is one of the eight. Fine. Yeah, no, I'm it's not one of the eight, but uh, Loki's coming out this week, so we're going to be podcasting that at some oh, point. Oh yeah, I'm well, sure. Um, so yeah, interesting. I, 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 yeah, I don't know if you have any general thoughts on that um, before we, we dig into. I mean, some of my general thoughts are, as in the comics, it's it's good for everyone if both of those companies are strong. So I think, I think DC need to come out with something, you know, exciting and innovative, just to you know help stop the kind of rut that Marvel's got themselves into. Because let's face it. It's it's not been their best couple of years, and having having a strong challenge is the kind of thing that's going to make them take some risks and, you know, try some new things. Like if any if anything's been the problem with the last few Marvel movies is that they've been too too formulaic and too reliant on you know existing gimmicks. So interesting. Uh, yeah, I take a different view. I think, which is that I'm I'm not sure that. I think that DC have, I think they could just come out with like a James Gunnified, really good, entertaining, accessible Superman movie that restarts their universe. And that, I think that people will, will be into that. I think that might be, that could be enough, you know, that actually what's, what's, what people, that in some ways Feige, you know, the sort of MCU continued evolution or you know really digging around for x-tier characters and really chopping kind of versions of characters up in ways that are, are maybe a little bit less tested than in the comics than like the avengers or the x-men i do wonder whether on the dc side you, you he got james gunn is kind of being like no we're just going to kind of we're going to just do the big stuff we're just going <laughs> to do the big guys in 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 a in an accessible fun way which i which you know i'm i james gunn can make those kind of superhero movies we're going to do Superman. We're going to do Batman. 
you know, we're going to do a Green Lantern movie. We're going to we're going to just do that stuff, and and it, they won't be bogged down by fifteen years at this point with the MCU, fifteen years of law, and they also won't be bogged down by having to, you know, they. Feige can't just do Iron Man again, can't just do Captain America, can't just do Spider-Man, can't do simply all of the 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 the, the big Marvel characters that have been tested over what coming up on 70 years, 80 70 years of of publishing. They've 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 done all those. That's why we're getting stuff like Thunderbolts. That's why we're getting that's why we got Ant-Man goes to space. That's why we you know getting <laughs> Whatever the Kang, that's why we're getting. The, that's why we got. Um, what's it called? What's what we got? Shang Chi, right? These are not. Shang Chi. Yeah. You have to then. These are not. These are not in their in their heart and soul, sort of dynamite great characters. Otherwise, they would have. Otherwise, they would have already been done. Uh, and well, it's, it's easier said than done to recast. And you, 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 again, I, they will do. They will try and do Iron Man again. But uh, that's easier said than done. Whereas James Gunn could just be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do. You know who we're gonna do? This guy called Superman. You know who his like mate is? Lois Lane." You know who the bad guys? Lex Luthor. You guys know these guys. These guys are some of the most famous guys. I mean, while, while all that is true, my worry is that he's been announcing things like, oh yeah, you know, we're looking for our Martian Manhunter for the Superman movie. I don't want to see Martian Manhunter in a Superman movie. Come on, guys. Like, uh, I, that worries me. Because it feels like he's not starting clean. feels like he's starting as messy as DC continuity can be. I think I mean clean by... They, they, he just that Martian Manhunter just won't have been in in previous movies. These will be the first versions within this universe of these characters. They, they yeah, won't be yeah. any law to connect them to. They, they won't. I mean, um, it's interesting, right? Because I saw someone saying, like, uh, how how do you think the public's going to react if some of these characters are you know from the previous movies and some aren't? Like, how are they supposed to keep continuity straight? I don't think the people on the street care about continuity as much as you know us nerds. I think. I wonder if people will really truly notice that it's a it's a fresh start. Also, I mean, forgive me. What nothing will? I don't think anything will continue. Nothing's going to continue. Uh, you know, hasn't hasn't he heavily implied, if not outright stated, outright stated that some characters are coming back? You know, but like if you're that, if you're gone, that who maybe... would you bring back? Who would you bring your gun? Your James gun? Who would you bring back? Blue Beetle. They, oh, I think they suggested Aquaman, no. definitely uh, Blue Beetle. Woman. Definitely Blue Beetle. I think is nah, is coming back. He said that. That's what he has said over the the course of the release of Blue Beetle to make people feel like it quote unquote counts. But I, I think I think the Superman movie is the, the only the only exception to the rule. I guess there are two. There are two. It's it's the Batman. It's you know the Matt Reeves Batman. Uh, and it's the Joker, the sequel. I think those are the two, but I don't think anything else. I think I think the Superman movie, you know, Gun Superman movie, is going to be, you know, and then his universe. That's going to be the new thing with all the, and all those characters we, are, I think, are going to see for the first time. Uh, yeah, and and so so there's no, so there won't be any of that confusion. You know, Jason Jason Momoa, even his star is in a, at a different at a at a diminished level than it was a few years ago. Gal Gadot's is. Um, so if you're gone, you kind of what do you what do you gain by 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 sticking on with any of these characters, any of these any of these performers? You know, this is. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because I I can't cope with seeing another Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, no. and, and that's sad for her career. I mean, do I do I care about her career? No, I mean, no, not really. I guess uh, she she should, but and her people should. Her team, James, you see, her team should care. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't particularly care. Um, 
And yeah, I think we'll get a new Wonder Woman, you know, in the next five years, played by, you know, a younger actress. And is uh, is that a bit gross? A, a lot gross, of course. Uh, that that this entertainment industry, you know, you got about you got about five years, uh, especially especially if you're a woman, you got about five years when you can play these kind of roles, and then oh no, okay, you're obviously too old now. We'll, we will recast. Uh, yeah, that's that's that stinks, but um, that is I, I'm afraid, in my opinion, the world the world that we live in and the world that James Gunn will operate in. Not to make things too serious. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, do you feel better having that off your chest now? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Not okay, bad. okay. So now that we've discussed that, how do you feel about a colorized version of Werewolf by Night? Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> how do I feel? I feel. Listen, I, I don't know about you. I do. I celebrate Spooktober, uh, you know, as as many do across this fine nation and world. I like to watch scary things, and I don't like scary movies at all. Uh, <laughs> in October, I like to just really freak, really like freak my try. being. Yeah, okay. I really do. Um, so I'm watching uh, some pretty gnarly shit. I don't know if you've heard of uh, a little guy. He wears he wears some leather on his face, and he throws throws a little chainsaw around. That's right. I'm watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre? Massacre. Uh, not right now. I'm watching it this week. Um, anyway, I have no interest in watching a colorized <laughs> version of Werewolf by Night, even though I quite liked Werewolf by Night. Uh, that feels to me. If you're leading with this, if this is your first news story. No, yeah. no, we're, we're going we're gonna to get better. <laughs> I just, I think it is interesting that Marvel is re-releasing something in colour. Like, it feels like maybe maybe black and white didn't attract as many viewers as they were hoping, mm, which is mm. a shame because Werewolf by Night is probably, I think we covered it even in the awards last year, like one of one of the Marvel TV top shows. Top three for most of us, I think, if not all. Um, yes, no, good. And, and um, I don't really know why they haven't announced any, you know, obviously recently I know why, but... Um, why are they doing why they haven't, those, yeah, those just characters, Even, even alluding to something more, anything, right? Exactly, yeah. Jack, you know, Michael Giacchino's hanging out. But but anyway, hey, that, that's that's exactly the kind of project I could see getting announced, you know, a week after all the strikes are over, because that, yeah. that just feels like it's inevitable. I don't know. Especially, so, uh, maybe maybe that's why they're doing this, to try and stoke those sure. fires for, for the next project. For Elsa Bloodstone in yeah. the Midnight Suns or something. And if you're someone um, who didn't watch it because it was in black and white, I say to you... You're a charlatan. Grow, grow, grow up, yeah. yeah. Get in the Jesus. sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll move on there. Um, tell you what, you pick a number between... Between one and pick a number between one and eight. I'll pick the number. Yeah. Ooh, so so eight. So Werewolf by Night is the ninth. So this is now. There's eight to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna. Go, I think you were saving the best till last, and I'm gonna. I want to. I want to tear up this whole plan. I'm gonna go with eight. I want to see what you got. <laughs> you got hiding in at eight. So uh, hiding at number eight is. Uh, <laughs> The Blue Beetle box office. Oh, shit. Okay, fine. Uh, you, um, I, I, I was away. Was it very good? <laughs> it, I don't think it was great. Ah. Um, I what just, given that we've already spoken a lot about DC, let's mm. maybe not go too hard on this. What do you make of, of Blue Beetle's, uh, let's say, tepid performance? And uh, do, you have, do you have the number in front of you? I do, do you have, have the numbers. Do? Production uh, budget of 104 million. Uh, worldwide gross of 127. 
So that is what we refer to in the industry as a shit bail. It it cost a hundred million. See, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's probably too much for for a for a blue beta film. Although although I don't know, what did Guardians one cost? You know, definitely bigger, similar size bets have been made on <laughs> similar sized properties. Um, and they they probably sadly not sadly, but they probably. Well, you know, it came out during the actor strike. So um, the star, whose name is on the tip of my tip of my tongue at the moment, but you know, that's the star who's, who's uh, uh, you know, a young kind of young new Hollywood face. Who, which I think is, you know, that's exciting to, to cast to cast new people in these roles, but especially um, you know, Latinx uh, actor, which I, you know, I guess the whole the whole cast had to be because you were doing the Henry Reyes story. Um, mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's a shame that he couldn't he didn't have his moment in the sun because the movie came out during the strike. So that's, that's a shame. And obviously that probably would have goosed the numbers a little bit, but you know, there, but you'd also say that there was no, there was no major star in the cast at all. You know, it's not like the, uh, the villain who I'm going to say was played by Susan Sarandon, right? Like that's, you know, with all, with all the love and respect that I can muster to, to, to Susan Sarandon, that's, she's not a major star that moves the, would have moved the needle a ton if, she, if she'd have done a ton of press. She probably wouldn't have even done a ton of press. No, quite. Um, so you wonder what that number would have been, um, would have been out of a strike? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I um, don't think it could have bumped it <laughs> by almost 100 million, no, which is what exactly. it would have needed to do. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it just really the, the the narrative it fits within, you know. Because I think I think in some ways it's it, the 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 benefit of coming out as in the, in the strike is that it doesn't become part of a oh you know Latinx stars can't open movies or we we shouldn't tell these kinds of stories and make them cost hundred million dollars. I kind of feel like it didn't it didn't um it, it sort of soak up that baggage actually in its failure. I think it was more about the strike and I think it was more about the um you know the the dc kind of malaise that is is happening now in all the releases before the superman movie that's probably that's probably to the benefit of of some stuff and probably the star um although you know he you know he's probably he's he's probably unlikely to get another 100 million starring opportunity anytime soon that's just how the how the biz works um but yeah i kind of yeah i i i plan on you know we plan we do plan on rec- on recording a movie episode um uh, I'm sure it, you know from from all in, from all signals, it's it's one of the better of the recent DC movies, which I don't know for, for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, I mean we'll find out yeah. soon. We'll find out soon because, as you say, it's on the slate. As is uh, Shazam two. Yeah, still. Te- technically, like, gr- we will get to it. That's our great <laughs> white whale. That one is Shazam, Fear of the Gods. Um, but it, uh, yeah, we should. And what would be fun is, or not would be fun. We should do a, you know, we should do a proper full friggin' two hour episode on both those movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure we, we will. Just uh, and, and in some ways, it's 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 that kind of sort of six nine month period of time. You know, when you're really out of the the, the release cycle, is kind of, a, but but not, but it hasn't dipped into obscurity or legend. It's that's kind of an interesting moment to to revisit new releases, uh, which which yeah, we'll we'll um, we'll do we'll do for both of those. Um, when when Joe uh, comes comes back around, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, do you have any do you have any other thoughts on on the box office? I mean, for me, I guess the question is like, what what's at fault here? Is it that people just didn't know Blue Beetle and therefore weren't interested? Because you know, to me, 
even as a even as a comics fan, Blue Beetle is so obscure that I I can't look at it and think anything other than like, well, he's a sort of off brand Iron Man in this movie. Um like notionally I know there's there's more to him, but as as a viewer of movies, that's what I see is off brand Iron Man and I just kind of think, well that's not very exciting. Um I wonder if I wonder if they missold it. I also you know, wonder whether I, I don't think I don't think people really mentally tied it into the whole you know, DC universe is over there's no point in seeing this movie because it's not going to count. I don't think most of the audience works that way. Oh, I don't know. I don't agree. Or, or I think that you have that fired up, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit like politics. And we've talked, about, we've talked in this way on the show before, but, you know, there is a base of fans that, that really can drive up yeah, excitement, yeah. social media excitement, you know, tick stuff on TikTok. That, and, that, and it's that excitement then that translates to a more general audience. And I just think, regardless of the quality of the films, if there's that sense that these don't matter, then that's, then those are the people that you, you, you really, you are struggling to, to get fired up. The, the sort of crazy nerds, right? The sort of super fans, because, because yeah, because they, they, you know, they've been trained by the MCU over the last 15, 20 years to, to, to really invest in that stuff. You know, that's the kind of, that is the fan culture uh, these days um, of these, of these shared properties. And then that's extended to other things too, like Star Wars or, um, you know, fantasy universes. That's 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 the stock and trade. You know, and the MCU has created that, but it means that you've got to play in that. You, you do sort of have to play in that ball game, or you've got to, or you've got to reinvent it. But you know, Blue Beetle had, was existed in that in that in that ball game. It'll be interesting to see how Aquaman two does, because I think that's that's going to be the litmus test as to to whether you know the kind of you know the sort of severed rump of the dceu is gonna is gonna matter to people or whether it's just everyone's audiences are looking at the movies on their own merits because like aquaman was huge the first one yeah made it made a billion dollars yeah yeah so if this does anything less than you know like 500 something has gone horrendously wrong and i'll be interested to see what what was driving the excitement for the first one I think this one's going to make, yeah, I think this is one who will be lucky to break, you know, three, 300, 400, actually. Um, you know, don't forget it is, it is hard to, no, it's not hard. Is that, am I right in this? What I'm about to say, I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, <laughs> like mostly sequels make less than their predecessors. That's, that's kind of the general rule. I know that that's in the sort of movies we talk about, that doesn't feel true, but actually, in you know in in lesser franchises or, or with lesser cost things that's you get diminishing returns more often than not oh I, I i'm gonna say that i'm gonna just throw that out there <laughs> so yeah so 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 you'd kind of expect it to make a bit less but yeah i think it's i think it's i think it might make a third of what the first one made because it just just feels it's a different moment and you've lost the and you've lost those base fans and i also just think jason momoa is not the star he was and it's been too long as well the, the first movie came out in 18 i think so it would have been. It does you know, feel it would like have a been, long time, doesn't it? That's a long time. Five years is a long time, and and again, Momoa is just not. He's not quite the story was five years ago, and I don't think there's anybody in this that is in, is in, is going to replace that. There's not a you know, and actually you've got Amber Heard, and that's you know that's a whole other complicated 
thing? How much is she even in this movie? How much? Regardless oh, she's, of whether she's, she's in not, or not, how she's much? not back at all. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. She's so gone. you've lost that. You know, what have you replaced? Is Patrick Wilson really getting out there? You know, the the insidious stands out. <laughs> I saw um, um I saw a story yeah. earlier that was like the some of the cancelled Black Manta spin-off has been worked into this movie. I was like, who possibly could care about that? <laughs> a black Black Manta TV show being reworked yeah. into the movie storyline. Mm. I cannot think of anything less interesting. You do yeah. You do feel a bit for Yah 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 Abdul Mateen the Third. Mm-hmm. Like he's it almost does feel like he's sort of joined both these franchises at the worst moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be like, because you know you didn't you never watch Watchmen right the TV show. You don't, I you never did not. That no. no, I mean he's well he's just an exciting actor anyway, but he he really is special in that in that show. Um, and I feel like that was around the same that was sort of just post. Um, just post Aquaman, I think that came out in 2019-ish. So yeah, pretty close. And then he was, yeah, announced as, as Wonder Man a couple of years back. So yeah, he just he had a moment of he had this moment, and and they didn't make a Watchmen sequel show, and that's, that's probably okay. Uh, it's taken five years for the Aquaman sequel to come out, and he's attached. To, he's not even Wonder Man in one of the movies. He's got a Wonder Man TV show, which is the worst output of all the, the Marvel stuff. <laughs> So that's just tough. That's tough for, tough for yeah. Tough for, yeah, yeah. He was good in Matrix um, Resurrections, though. He was, yeah. He, he really was, but he's had a quite. He sort of. That's the last thing I can. I think I saw him in. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't. He hasn't really been in, yeah. in much in anything big since. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, Aquaman two. Um. And and you know that you hear these rumors. You did hear these rumors a few months or even six months ago that it was that it's awful that it's like so terrible. <laughs> And these, there are test screenings that are just, you know, the the movie's so bad that the, there's the pen goes through all of the report cards, right? There's just like a hole. There's like a hole where are they supposed to write the letter grade? Yeah, yeah. Just torn it up. So that's uh, so yeah. Also, also it might just be a real stinker. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Well, that's December, November. It's, I mean, it's soon, right? And there's still not a trailer. That's probably th- not. A great I think time. it's December. Yeah. Um, Unless it got I pushed back, it, but. I don't think it did. The, uh, the only silver lining is that all of us simps in the we like to go to the cinema, please, Mr. Movie Man, uh, we we just are so th- fucking thirsty for anything. <laughs> we'll go, oh, yes. Oh, there's a movie star on doing the Graham Norton show. I shall go and I shall spend my money on a big ticket and a big a big box of the poppiest corn. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we maybe it makes two billion because cause we're all just because we're so, so weak. starved. Yeah. We're so weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to move Dune too? Uh, okay. Also, oh god, because he was in the first one, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. was in the first one. He's going and he's in this one, or did he die in the first one? I, can't I, I couldn't tell you. No. So it's in that. It's in the Dune, and it's and it's of course it's Warner Brothers. So it's sort of yeah. Maybe it's maybe they're going to try and just put all of their weight behind it. And yeah, who knows? Maybe that the Patrick Wilson, the Insidious stands. They will come out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe open that red door. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we'll wrap it up there. Do you want to pick a number between one and seven now? Um, let's go for number one, the lead <laughs> story, leading <laughs> off the 10 o'clock news. Cancel HS2. <laughs> I mean, number one is about a cancellation. Love it. It's the the screenwriter of Silver Sable, Lindsay Anderson Beer, has revealed uh-huh. that Silver Sable is not currently in development at Sony. Okay. Um... But it what it was. <laughs> I mean, she wrote a script for it. 
Okay. For a long time, they had the uh, silver and black idea, didn't they? Which was um, mm-hmm. silver sable and black cat. But at the moment, it seems like Sony aren't really doing anything with the Spider-Man franchise aside from their Sinister Six slash Venom track. Um, um, you're forgetting about Madden Web. Like that's a movie that they've they've made. They've made a film called Madden Web. It comes out. I think it comes out in like four months. It comes out in Feb or something. Um, it stars Adam Scott, James. Get 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 in the get your head in this game, man. <laughs> um, and then yeah, then you've got Craven. Craven did get bumped, right? Craven did yes. come. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's to next year. I was talking. So I I um, I went to see uh, a short film premiere last night in London. Um, a, film, a short film that starred Lindsay Duncan and a young man named Tom Holland. And it was directed by his brother, Harry Holland. That was, that was kind of, mm-hmm. I wonder, oh, I wonder how Tom got the gig. And I wonder how <laughs> Harry got the money. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was, it was actually really, it was really, it was really, it was really great. And I'm glad I saw it. But, um, I was talking to the people I saw it with afterwards and it, we, we were, I was, I was, I did say like, there's no, you know, there's no Spider-Man movies announced. There's no, like Tom Holland has, has, you know, has had a quiet, 18 months, I'd say. You know, he had that Apple TV show out a couple of months ago, which nobody liked. Um, but yeah, you know, what... what uh, and I, I just would have thought that whatever Sony... Whatever Sony's thinking, it it just revolves around that, you know? And and, and uh, that's probably also part of the post-strike announcement moment of, you know... Yeah, Holland, man, what are you doing? You know, do you want to just have babies with Zendaya and live in West London? Listen, sounds good. It's not a bad idea. Uh, but if you want to be a movie star, you probably got to be in some movies. Probably got to make some movies, yeah. You probably got to. You probably got to be Spider-Man for another twenty years. I don't know what to tell you. That's that's just the deal you can have to make. So, uh, I mean, uh, he's he's a bit Hemsworthy, isn't he? In that he's he's not quite ready to move on from the role because if he does, everything else he's made has been not great. Sure, but it's also you know it's tricky. You've got the the MCU is in this dip period. Um, uh, but um, but you know, I mean, all, the, all stuff, the more reason, Spider-Man. all the more reason, I think that he's likely to stick around because he's got negotiating power there. Because his last movie did numbers, so well, and even more than that, Sony have nego- have, have a different kind of leverage, I think, with with Feige and with Disney than they did at that previous moment. You know, that was when they signed up to kind of do the Holland Spider-Man and integrate into the MCU. That was a they were down, you know, they were down, they were down yeah. and out. And actually, now they've got the you know the, those movies are the, some of the highest MCU performers. Full stop. Um, you've also got Spider Verse is properly its own thing. You've got you know they've spun out these other separated movies that kind of do do numbers. You know they've made you know they've made they're, they've made or are making a third Venom movie. Though that's a whole franchise. So I don't know. I you know is, is that is that is there then a case? <clears throat> excuse me. Is there then a case to this is the moment to to silo off Holland and Zendaya and just do your own thing and not connect with the MCU? Or right. is this the moment to, to sort of double down on that? Because knowing that, knowing that the profile then of that character is even higher and then do do the spin-off universe thing in post-Secret Wars? Because obviously even within the story canon, that, that feels more doable anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It does feel like this is the point where they can say, listen, we're putting Tom Holland in Venom 3 and if you want to use him in Avengers, you'll have to be okay with that. Because you know, sure, Marvel are yeah, going to yes. want to use him in Avengers. So, I think so. And then there is there genuinely is the 
there is the piece of well, what does he what does he actually want to do? You know, I think. Yeah, I mean that's um, the, that's the missing part of the puzzle. There is: does he want to be a be an A list movie star, or does he just you know does he want credibility? Yeah, and how much is you know th- this will be an interesting test. I think of like how much because they say now these days, oh, there are no movie stars; there are just it's just IP characters, right? But but then you is Tom Holland. Maybe they just recast Spider Man. Maybe if you go to Tom Holland, you go, "We're gonna, we want to, we're, we're, we're willing to pay you, you know, a big number, but it's, but not, not what Downey made on on Avengers, like a big number, but not like, you know, not crazy number." And he goes, ah, "I don't, I don't think it's worth it." Do they, do they just recast Spider Man again? But but you know, this within this same version of Spider Man, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe this will be an interesting test of sort of star and star persona and character. And in the middle of all this, the industry changing and all of the, you know, all the stuff we've already talked about, about the MCU and and, uh, and, and Sony and DC and all that. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. It's a good point. I look forward to finding out. But they've made a Madden Wed movie. I, I, I do think that needs to be really, really dwelled on. I mean, starring, since, uh, since, <laughs> we're, since we're on the topic, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive straight into item seven on the list. Well. Democracy that, has uh, Bad Bunny has officially announced that he's out of El Muerto, um, and the Sony have taken the film off the slate while they are looking to recast. Now, I remember when we announced this, Joe was very upbeat about the idea, and I was certain it would never happen. We would never see an El Muerto movie. It was the new Gambit. <laughs> it is my sincere regret that he is not here to hear this news. <laughs> I love the ideas. I love the sort of oh well, yeah, we're, we're in a period of recasting. Like, what do you mean? You know, this yeah. move, this you was just built around this guy. A vehicle. Yeah, it was a bad money vehicle. Yes. If you recast um, it, you've got nothing. Yeah. What were you also? What were we'll you simply wait you know? for another Latinx megastar to you know roll yeah, off the yeah, music yeah. industry, shall we? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just uh, any day now. Um, yeah. Funny. Funny. Um, I guess. I, I wonder. If, I wonder if this is tied to. The Blue Beetle performance? I don't know, maybe. I think I think um, the rumbling was happening before that, where he was basically saying, like, listen, I've got two years of World Tours book, so I'm not making a film anytime soon. Um But yeah, I, I you know, it probably didn't help, let's let's say that much. Um yeah, so that's you know, file that under the what the hell what the hell is the, what the hell, is, what kind of movies are Sony making anyway? What the, and I, I think I've said before on this pod that I, I quite, I find the, um, I find the, the, yeah, the green lighting and production of those, of their movies so far quite, like refre- refreshingly quite old school. Um, <laughs> well, let's just pick a start. We've got a bit of IP. We've got a, a yeah. star-ish. We, let's get some journeyman director. Let's give them 150 let's... mil and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, and are they, are they connected? Yeah, yeah. I, they're not not connected, but they're not connected. <laughs> um, Michael yeah, Keaton just, will show up for a bit, probably. Yeah, he's <laughs> to re- if you recall the one character that is in all three, the only character that is in all three of the major um, superhero universes. Somehow, <laughs> fucking Michael Keaton, who we thought might have retired fifteen years ago, no, he's back in all of this stupid movie shit. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Bad Bunny. We pull one out, uh, and, and yeah, maybe that made me think of Lady Gaga as like, you know, she's she's Harley Quinn in the Joker sequel, and uh, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's a, a sort of pop star that has has made one of these, and um, 
and I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no point to make really that. <laughs> Just thinking about Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, pick a number between two and six. I'm going to go with uh, number four, straight in the middle there. Number four. Uh, the Marvels has announced its running time at oh, one gosh. hour 45. It is the shortest Marvel movie yet. So people like me who complain that these movies are too long and could happily lose 20 minutes will get to see whether that is true or not. Well, listen, James, you say that. <laughs> Bad news for you, I'm afraid. Uh, it could be that the film is of a, of a lower quality and, and you have the <laughs> exact same period. You know, listen, I've seen, I've, seen sta- I've seen stand-up sets at open mic nights that run five minutes that feel like they're 20 minutes too long. So, <laughs> you know, it's just... I don't know that yeah. that's true. But... Um, Power to you. I mean, the Marvels. The Marvels. What? What? What to say about the Marvels? It's coming. It's coming out. They didn't. It's not moved, right? That's that's that's. No, it's, it's still coming. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. Um. Yeah. God. The Marvels. The Marvels. <laughs> One hour forty-five. Uh, probably twelve of which is credit. So that's you know that's right around ninety minutes. I can imagine that this news was only received uh, warmly and with no cynicism or negativity from the online. Uh, Incel community, James. Can you can you confirm or deny that? I, as someone who doesn't hang around the incel <laughs> community, um, I, I cannot tell you for sure whether they enjoyed that or not. Oh, you've but... got to get the great memes. I will say some really good memes in there. So there's a, <laughs> a couple of Reddit boards, good memes. There's a nice coffee morning that they do. That's worth popping into. <laughs> right, they do a high tea. <laughs> I mean, um, I think in terms of how news can be spun... Mm-hmm. The the announcement recently that Loki season two had no reshoots and they're like yeah yeah Loki season two had no reshoots is exactly the story it we was always perfect we always <laughs> set out to tell and yeah it was immediately was perfect. perfect like are you sure that's the reason <laughs> or is it because yeah. your main villain is essentially <laughs> yeah. unemployable mm, and yeah the guy who's in eighty percent of this we actually he's actually in jail <laughs> actually get no that's I should say he's not alleged. in jail he's not in jail but he maybe should be. He's, he's just too. He's just. He's just too busy breaking up uh, uh, fight schools and uh, fights in schools. So that's why he's just. You know, he's booked out doing that. Yeah, I just thought, <laughs> I thought that was a very funny piece of spin. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, yeah, gosh. Uh, how, do we know how many episodes Loki is? Is that one of your news? By the way, is that one of your eight news stories? The no. episode count of Loki? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um... Loki season, I feel like Loki season one was short-ish. Was it, it was, six or it was eight? six, I think. Six, six yeah. yeah. Um, so at least this season will be over quite soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, people like pe- people like Loki more than I did, uh, and I think have continued to. And I think people are kind of excited for Loki season two. Yeah, I mean, the, the press has been mixed. I'm skeptical. The uh... are the review- other reviews out. Some reviews are out, yeah. Like, uh, I think Seppenwall called it a disaster, which... Oh, shit. As someone, someone, yeah, exactly. As someone who respects his opinion, 
Absolutely. No, great. Oh, sevenwall.blog, sevenwalltv.blogspot.com. Was that the name of the... Yeah, that blog. That, <laughs> I think that was the name of the blogspot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an OG Sevenwall guy. Yeah. I'm Sevenwall. I'm Sevenwall till I die. Oh, man. <laughs> but also other people, including friends of the podcast, Caroline Cedar, felt that it was very good. So... Interesting. Mm. Those those are the two opinions that are playing on me at the moment. Basically, everyone else, I think, is probably a shill of some description. But those two, yeah. those two, I think, oh, yeah, I respect. Loki, the best, the best show that any of these uh, social media influencers yeah. invited to the Disney. Episode. <laughs> I was going to say, posting, posting their five star yeah. review yeah, yeah. from the auditorium of the cinema <laughs> while dressed in a Loki hat and clutching <laughs> a roll of tenors. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> now we're making. I feel like now we're making that joke that we joked about people making, which was people are paid for by the corporations. But maybe that maybe it's changed and now they actually are. I don't know. Or maybe we've we've they're still become, not paying us. We so, paying until us. they we've do, I'm going to keep keep making those accusations. Yeah, maybe I'll just say all this stuff is crap until I'm paid to to say it's good. You know, <laughs> that's maybe what my path is going to be. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want number two, three, five, or six? I'm going to go, I'm feeling good about three. Three. Uh, so the, uh, this is a rumour. I've checked a oh. couple of rumours. Cool. Um, I like a rumour. This is a rumour that Marvel is currently pitching for X-Men writers. I mean, yeah, God, isn't it time? Like, yeah, yeah. Let's, what are we waiting for, dude? Come on. It, I, do it. The thing that worries me about this is I sort of assumed that the reason for the long delay in X-Men movies is because they they were like, no, we know how this is all going to fit together. Like, here's the right time for us to bring it back. And actually, the way the rumours pitch it are, you know, they don't really know what to do with X-Men and they're, they're asking writers to come and tell them what they think they should do. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, the whole X-Men thing and, you know, pr- pr- I wonder whether you know, sort of, basically there's an argument that, okay, you've, the X-Men kind of come come back to, to Marvel, come back to Feige, but you go, well, this is such a stock of characters, and, and even even in the, how many how many Fox X-Men movies did we get, if we include all of them? Uh, is, it, like is it 10? 13 or something, was it? It was a yeah. but, he, but even with them, you know, we never got Maggot, we never got some of the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we, we, tr- we truly sort of, there's so many characters, so many stories that that we never even got, you know, within spitting distance of, let alone just kind of doing better, more, more truthful MCU versions of the, of the characters that we did get. There's so much, there's so much there, right? There's so much opportunity there mm-hmm. um, that actually you go, okay, well, let's just wait, right? Because we've got all this MCU stuff still, like that's not, that's a kind of, that's our, that's our shining city on, that's a bad metaphor. No, I'm not going to do that. That's fucking Reagan, Reagan comment. He made about America. We're going to say that. <laughs> That's a let's, let's wait. Let's sort of almost drain, you know, squeeze as much out of the current lemon as we as we can because we've got we've got that thing. And we're going to wait. We're going to do it post Secret Wars, um, and then maybe but, but maybe plans have changed and hate and sort of had to be sped up a bit um, now. But um, but yeah, you know, the X Men fucking are so cool. I love them. I love all those guys. That's They're the so thing, isn't fun. it? Like it's, so many of them. So the, many. The thing I sincerely oh. hope out of marvel studios doing x-men is that they just they they just do them well like as as good as some of those fox movies were it felt so sci-fi influenced and so yeah yeah kind of derivative of 
the the action movies of the early noughties. I would just love right. to see something colourful and fun and soap opery. I mean, yeah, a, an X Men movie, the quality of some of those Avengers movies would be great. Thank you. The thing you can do with the X Men is you can do kind of the thing that they've done with the MCU over the, especially the, the last chunk, which is, you know, go and go to all of the strange corners of it to do different t- kinds of movies. The X Men basically offer you all of those genres just mm-hmm. within that world. And that's something that the Fox movies like, never needed to do because they were kind of successful enough. And then, they, you know, they do, re- they do their. You do the pre- the prequel stuff, so they kind of I guess that's a different flavor. But but most of those movies are fairly that they're tonally similar, tonally similar, thematically pretty similar. You know, you you never did like a Bill Sienkiewicz's, um New Mutants thing. Oh, I guess no, they did. Yeah, they did, <laughs> they did do New Mutants. Yeah, they did <laughs> literally do that. Yeah. The one I've seen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I get um, what you're saying, which is like, but they didn't could... do, uh, you know, Milligan's X Statics and X and X Force, right? Yeah. They didn't or do... you could do a sort of detective noir yes. X Factor movie, like 100. You've got those opportunities. Yeah. You should take them, right? Um, and then and then that, that's all there. That's all just just waiting there. Um, but yeah, but how they how they then connect up with the wider MCU? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what would be wanted i don't you know the i think uh, you know there's there's a case that the sort of obvious thing you do is you do a krakoa thing um even though that seems to be you know seems to be winding down in the comics um but that's definitely just been the most interesting interesting thing about the x-men over the past you know probably 10 years i'd say um you, you, you know you do a version of that and also you've you know that was hickman hickman did you so well in the, in the movie stuff already um I'm not sure, but obviously, you know, that's also, uh, I think the Krakoa stuff kind of pings off of the, of who the X-Men already were within that universe. So why would you, you know, yeah, you maybe do that 15 a, years, don't do that on year one, do that. It's do hard that as a starting point, that's for sure. But it, but it does differentiate them from, you know, from the, uh, the pre-existing Avengers. That's what it would do. It would sort of, mm-hmm. you could bring them in as a, you could do a Secret Wars reboot thing and, t- and you could, t- you know. I do wonder whether Hugh Jackman now is fucking re-shackled up to all this bullshit. And that, you know, now he's divorced. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll play this Wolverine guy another 400 times, whatever. Pay me money. I'm I'm going to Chiefs games. I'm hanging out with Taylor Swift. I'm, ah, yeah. I'm buying a motorbike. Yeah, post-divorce life. Um, <laughs> and he's, and he's, and you know, he will now be in Wolverine again through Secrets through secret wars but then you know on the other side of that we could see we, we could see a kind of a krakoa hickman-esque x-men story which would live in opposition to whatever you know whatever the the, the avengers status quo is post secret wars just uh i can I see that just as a, a like a 30 second pitch if you were going to do an x-men movie how would you approach it Um, I'll remind you that you are under oath. Put me on the dang spot. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I do. Yeah, I do Krakoa. I would. I do. I do Krakoa. I would, okay, that's interesting. I would um, only because again, I'll just dwell on the, the Hickman of it all. You've got, you've just, you've got a guy there who, who you've essentially adapted so much of his work to such, such commercial success, right? And he's, and he's just, he's, he's done this thing for you a few years ago. And uh, and you just trust in that you trust in the you trust in the guy you know and you bring him in to help make a version of that. It would be um, imagine so you do a version of that. Yeah, you do a version of that. Imagine like the opening sequence being 
you know, your classic X-Men characters slowly being killed off mm. in front of you. And then you're like, wait, what the, did they just kill Cyclops? And then, you know, here he comes out of the egg, reborn yes. in Krakoa. He's Captain Krakoa, right? He's got like plant <laughs> powers or whatever. Yeah, he's got um, leaves coming out of his head. I just think it. Yeah, I'm just. I I think that that House of X, Power of X comic is is already is kind of weirdly underrated actually. Um, as it, a, as a story, as a premise, as a, as a piece of writing, it's just it's it's just yeah, it's just one of the comics from the past. Yeah, 10, 10, 15 years. It's one of the superhero comics. Yeah. Um, and just you kind of you just adapt that. I don't know. Just adapt. I've always said on this podcast that, and I, I've only nicked it from Paul O'Brien on um, <laughs> X-Actors, but like the comics are, you have so much help there. You have so many decades and years of, and so much, you know, people who write, who make comics, they just want to like make a good story. And you've got so many people trying to do that, thinking about how, how to do that. Um, and just you as, you as, you know, movie makers, just adapt those ones, adapt the good ones, read the ones and pick the ones you like and adapt them. And in heck, when you've got a guy who you've, yeah, who's, who's, you've gotten so much fucking money out of doing that too so do it again you've got the characters now do it that that said if i was adapting x-men i would probably sure. be tempted to go to the original five plus uh wolverine and storm and do a really strip back this is just one group of superheroes here's their first mission as superheroes you know mutants are just emerging and who knows how many are out there just really focus in on like the core core team, and then you know movie two, bring in the fan favorites. You know the Jim Lee era, Rogue Gambit, etc. Just yeah, build just think... build it from a core is how I would do it. I just think you're you're old, and that's, that just reflects like <laughs> the X Men that you liked when you were a kid. No, I mean and, I and... I liked the I like the Jim Lee stuff, but I think there's such an elegance to that that core team of X-Men, like to, to really focus on who are these guys, Jean Grey and Cyclops being like the, you know, the heart of the franchise. <laughs> like let's, let's spend some time with those guys. Cause we never really got, we never really got most of that. That's I'm sorry. We got so much of that. <laughs> we got loads of fucking stuff. So it was all, it was all overshadowed. That's the, that's the first X-Men movie. <laughs> but we didn't we didn't uh, see them we didn't see their stories they turned up fully formed is my point yeah but you want yeah fine but you want to see the x-men as as space sitcom you know or or, or, that's what you want to see in the i don't want to see him in space that quickly i want to see him him in the school i mean sort of the sitcom version or the you know soap opera opera. god sorry not soap opera yes and and that's the thing that we probably won't. We probably won't get. Uh, probably, I, I think. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm. So we're both coming at it from. You're basically saying go back to the to X Men number one. Yep. <laughs> Published in nineteen whatever. Do that. <laughs> you know. Also, you know another cool. There are so many cool X Men stories. You know, fucking onslaught would be cool. That would be a cool story. It would um, be. What else? <laughs> Maybe that's fatal it. attractions. Come on, fatal attractions. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, and Maga. I really, I really going to push for Maga. What a cool character! I mean, had, you know, he's he in. A, two... <laughs> you know, he's currently in Dark X Men. Cool, cool. <laughs> he's weirdly quite influential in my life. I think Maga. I, I just, yeah, I think I, re- I do sometimes think, what would, hmm, what would Maggot do here? He would, 
he would put his he would make his maggot eat this car yeah. and be strong for a bit. He would eject uh, his guts into <laughs> a pair of living living maggots. That's cool. I, like, I guess I like the idea of being able to do that. Like, you know, if you've had a big pizza and you're feeling a bit heavy, like what if I could just push <laughs> these guys out and they start crawling around like dogs? Cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Eenie and meanie, they're called. Eenie and meanie maggot. Bring that um, you know. But I think the problem is you say maggot quickly and it sounds like MAGA. MAGA, yeah. And I want to be clear to listeners. I, I, th- I, I, I want to make two statements. I don't think MAGA is pro-MAGA, and I'm also not pro-MAGA, but I am pro-Maggot. I think that's nice and clear, right? Yeah, let's, let's move on before we can get cancelled. <laughs> um, we have three left. We've got two, five, and six. Um, I'm going to let you decide, and then I'm going to pick the, the last two. So you pick what you want to go with. Okay, so I think let's stick with comics and Hickman. Because this is number two on the list as a surprise comics item. Did you know that Marvel is bringing back the Ultimate Universe? I think I did. I think I did. Helmed by by Jonathan Hickman. Mm. I I bought the Ultimate Invasion miniseries. And I was like, oh, this will be a fun sort of retro project. But rather than being a self-contained you know, anniversary story, it turned out to be kicking off a whole new continuity of comics. Oh, sorry, I didn't know this. I, I knew about that miniseries, but I didn't, I, to your point, I thought it, I similarly thought it was just a cash grab, but it's interesting, okay. No, they're hmm. doing a whole new Ultimate Universe. Uh, Hickman will be writing Ultimate Spider-Man, which, if I'm being honest, intrigues me. But I do think the the idea oh. of bringing back what was essentially a failed experiment in breaking away from continuity. Like it just immediately had all the same problems as any other Marvel universe book. Like I I don't see what they're going to do different now. And the reason I bring it up is because I'm like, well, one of the things we always think about is what's going on in the comics now and how will that influence the movies? Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if what they've done is gone to Hickman Give us a universe reboot, and maybe when Secret Wars is done, we can nick some of those ideas and shove them back in the movies. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, the, the more cynical or the more reductive thing of is that John Hickman one day saw a spider web and went, hmm, that could be the first page of a comic, and there's lots of words on it. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, I think there's something in that, you know, again, I've already made the point about Hickman being a kind of a, the, the secret, a secret author, actually, of all of the MCU stuff, but, but that is my view. Um, and, you know, yes, it's, it's, you know, it's worth reminding listeners that Marvel Entertainment or, or Kevin Feige is the chief creative officer of Marvel Entertainment, mm-hmm. which includes all of the publishing arm. I, I think I think that's right. Um, so and it's never really been clear if, you know, is, is C.B. Sobolski like, you know, does he have like one-on-one catch-ups with Kevin Feige on a on a bi-weekly basis? I'm, I'm <laughs> I'd sure. be surprised. Is Feige? Yeah, exactly. Is Feige like Feige's like? I'm, no, I'm talking to fucking Scarlett Johansson about how she's going to sue I, my ass. Like, I, I think see, that. See, yeah, I don't need really to talk to you about how you're a bit upset. People keep referring to that time when you pretend you were Japanese to write comic books. Oh I don't God, want to do yeah. that. <laughs> I, I think that relationship is purely one way. I think occasionally. Sobolski, Sobolski comes to work and there's a post-it on his on his desk saying like another another <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Universe, please. Yeah. Hyphen. It just says yeah. KF. 
Dazzler miniseries yeah. three months time. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like they do a Fargy, like, yeah, like ordering, yeah. just out of nowhere, just orders a miniseries. And it's always, okay. <laughs> hmm. Um, so. Just it turns out yeah, question mark. Yeah, are you really sure? Um, but um, I was going to say, I was going to say that, but 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 it, they, they could be more connected than, than that joke we made in that they, yeah, they could, yeah, it could be used as the sort of R and D, you know, the 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 the, the planned R and D um, sort of uh, place for for future MCU stuff, and and this could be this could be part of that. Um, although you know, there's also that Hickman isn't. I don't know if it's come out yet, but there's that God Gods miniseries. It came out thing. today. Hickman, yeah. Came out today. There you go. Oh, God, I'm so I'm so newsworthy. So that you know, that's also you know, big brain Hickman like in theory, kind of coming at an angle of the, of the Marvel stuff with an eye to, to re to reinvention. You know, for, you know, let's forget the, let's forget the, the, the movie part of that for the moment, but at least he just, yeah, he seems to be a guy that they bring in and they go, okay, we're going to point you, you know, we're going to, going to weaponize you. We're going to point you at the Marvel gods, or we're going to point you at the X-Men and just, just do something different and, <laughs> and use lots of graphs. What we, all we want, we have, we have two things. We want you to use graphs. And what you think about this <laughs> If you could, um, yeah, if you he, could somehow film this comic in front of a video wall, that would help us a lot. Yeah. You know, but he is only one guy, and he has his tropes, and so you know that's sort of and and he's you know and he's made comics before that were were both kind of not not great or not adapted to you know billion dollar franchises. So he is just one guy. Um, but but yeah, you know, am I would I would I read a Jonathan Hickman Ultimate Spider Man comic book? Yeah, I definitely would. I would. Um, that's good because you'll get the chance too soon. Fantastic. And do we know the other comics in the line? Do we know is it a, you know, is it a completely new universe? Is it still using elements of the the old Ultimate Universe? It is. Anything? It is. Um, a, the story is that the maker has built his own universe to resemble the Ultimate Universe, but he also intervened early on. So, like, uh, there's no Iron Man. There's an Iron Lad. Um, because okay. he. He started young. Um, okay. And the Ultimate Invasion, uh, spoilers for anyone who might be reading Ultimate Invasion, ends with them discovering Captain America in the ice. So, okay. you know, there are going to be some similar things. Some of it will be different. The fact that Ultimate Spider-Man is the lead book is interesting to me. Um, just because Do we know which Spider-Man it is, is it? I can only imagine it's going to be Peter Parker, but who knows? It could be someone completely different. They've they've not announced it would be Miles, um, Hmm. or not. Although Miles is an Ultimate Invasion, because Maker, who is the Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe, the evil Reed Richards, goes to him and says, "Like, do you know this isn't our universe?" And he's like, "Did you not?" Hmm. Because those two are the only ones left over. But um. Yeah, I assume it's going to be Peter Parker, but we'll see. And is there a, is there a date for is there a timeline for those? Uh, I think there's an there's one more Ultimate mini series, so we're thinking about four or five months it will kick off properly. Is there a, is there a cooler version of our of our universe where Jonathan Hickman actually just went and made some, something else? He's in got, some ways, he's I'm got his own Substack thing, stuff, hasn't he? When, uh, yeah, but does anyone read that? No, because it's, it's on it's, Substack. There's no conversation exactly. around those Substack books. It bums me out a bit that you're like, Jonathan Hickman is... In some ways, I'd like... And, and this is this is just what happens with these two companies. But in some ways, 
if you said, oh, he's he's doing like Superman, you know, he's doing DC, he's doing a DC property, that would okay, wow, but cool. But like, I don't know, he's it just feels like he's done all this. Really I do, I do think chain. I was going to say, Hickman did the Ultimate Universe like right towards yeah, the exactly. end of it. Like he's done it before. He's done this, you know, and he's and he's done this, and he and the and, and you know the Krakoa X Men thing is essentially like a a sort of an ultimate version of that in that it's a it's a it's just close to like a page run rewrite of of, of doing these characters you as you can get. Um, Fantastic Four, there's you know, there's there's some similarities there, and even even his Avengers run. I don't know, it's, he's done this already, and fine, maybe this is all just a way to get him to to maybe he's just got like such a, a cool Spider Man take. I also think that's what this could be. Uh, and they go, okay, well, we can't. Your take is so fucking crazy and graphy. Oh, you want to do every page is a graph? Okay, there's no <laughs> and there's no character stuff. Interesting, but we somehow we love this. We actually this is so cool, um, but we have to put it somewhere else. So okay, you'll you'll do Ultimate Spider Man, sure, but it, it'll be fine, you know. So maybe there's that, and then that and that probably is the only character that he really hasn't, you know, he hasn't had a chance to really go out. I think right, the only major character really. Yeah, um, yeah. So fine, but but you know, it's yeah. Hickman takes over the Ultimate Universe. Ugh, we've, we've done that. We've done that. But then I don't know what he. I don't know what he can do next. Well, we'll keep an you eye know? on it, and you know, maybe it'll. Maybe it will inform future movies. Who knows? Maybe he could reboot Westworld. That's. What, I'm going <laughs> to put that out. For, I'm going to put that out into universe. Jonathan okay. Hickman's Westworld. Jonathan Hickman's Stargate. That's what I want to see. <laughs> oh, that that's a fucking really good idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. not even joking. Like, yeah, I think he thing. would love it. Partly because those uh, Stargates already look a bit like graphs. And you also, you know who we should get back for that? You know who would do it? James Spader. He'd come back to Stargate. <laughs> he would do it. He would do it. Yeah, yeah. He'd come back. Okay. Uh, we got two more items, both of which are fairly uh, poorly formed, but you can pick five or six. Uh, let's go with uh, number five. Number five, I've written Scott Pilgrim Anime. Okay, you need to, we, we, we did, listen, I'm going to draw you behind the curtain. Uh, before the podcast, I said to James, "Do I need to listen to any uh, watch any trailers for stuff that you've got prepared?" And he said, "No, you might want to watch the the you know the footage from the, the Scott Program anime series." And I said, "I don't know what that is." So, uh, James, you need to tell me and the and the listeners what that is, and uh, what has been announced yeah. or shown, or why should I be excited? So or not anna- announced a couple of months ago, I think. Now it was quite a while back. Um... They are doing a Scott Pilgrim anime series, which adapts and crucially updates the the uh, comic, starring the entire cast of the movie reprising their roles. That's pretty cool. That's and pretty cool. animated by Science Saru, who are an extremely prestigious and excellent anime studio. Uh, with music That's by Anna Managuchi. Uh, who, who I know you all, I know you love. I, I, I am a big um, fan, yeah. What's the what story are they telling? Are they just adapting the the um the books, or is it they is are it they are more? adapting the books in a more complete fashion? Um, sure. But as I say, they're also expanding and updating the story. I think uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, who is the creator of Scott Pilgrim, talked a lot about trying to give Ramona a bit more depth and uh, mm. agency in the story as one of the things they were looking at. Um, I can assume they will probably address more head-on uh, some of the more problematic stuff, like the fact that Scott is trying to date a high schooler. Um, oh gosh, yeah, gosh, that's such a crucial part of the, yeah. that premise. Uh, it? It's left, it's left implicit 
in the book that it's not a great thing to do, but no one's out like out there saying like, this is borderline predatory, man. What the hell are you doing? Mm. Mm. Like his friends are not critical enough of what is clearly a bad decision. Yeah, I need to, and 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 I think the movie version, because I, I, and I, I did read all the book, maybe not the last one, but I I read all those books as they were coming out and you know, really dug them. Um, but I was a young I was a younger man then, but I remember them, you know, if you or if you rewatch the movie, which I've done times since, you know, that's a really really fun sort of pop film. But but yeah, the Michael Sarah the Michael Sarah of it all, I think he just, it just the character as portrayed by him in the movie really somehow gets away with that not somehow it's it's i guess it's kind of by design yeah because um, he's got yeah. no threatening uh exactly yeah. he's yeah. such a he's such a beta he's so milk, milk toast <laughs> he yeah. really is um i don't i don't you'd almost love to see like a i don't know like what does a version of that movie look like with if it's kieran culkin playing scott pilgrim or something mm-hmm. somebody with although he's although that's kind of you know, actually, that's that's what he does in Succession. He's almost playing like a sort of just richer, older version of Scott Pilgrim in in, in, in his threat, <laughs> weirdly. But someone I don't know, like uh, you know, what if Austin Butler was Scott Pilgrim, or I don't know, what if um, what if Chalamet? Chalamet would be an interesting Scott Pilgrim, actually. He's got he's got you know he's got something. Um, but yeah, but this isn't that. This is not a remake. This is just a cartoon. Yeah, it's it's an, another adaptation of the books. That has and who's, um, things in common where's it going? Netflix? Where's it going? Netflix. It's all Netflix. In fact, Ramona Flowers Netflix. is no longer an Amazon delivery driver. She is a Netflix uh, delivery uh, person. That's quite fun. Actually. Delivering quite Netflix fun. DVDs. Yeah. Just just in time for uh, that to no longer to, to, to cease oper- operating. You know, it's a period piece. It's a period piece. That's true. <laughs> um, cool. And, and and really, they've got the whole, like, Brie, Brie Larson's doing a voice? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They're all back. Cool. Back, which I think speaks it, well of the production. It means no one was uh, yeah. traumatized by anything that was going on on set. And is Edgar Wright involved at all? Edgar Wright, I think, might be a producer. He's not directing or anything, but I think he's he's in the frame somewhere. Cool. And do you think they'll? Would it be like a, a season per book? I, I would imagine. I, you know, I honestly don't know, but okay, you know, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. You'll watch it. Um... Fantastic. So, what is the the final? <laughs> the final. This is an anticlimax now because we've done a matter. Wow. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you. Hey, you. You. You offered this to me. So, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, and I have... stand by that decision. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question that I know the answer to. Have you uh-huh. seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Colon Mutant Mayhem? I have not, but it's. Uh, I, I, I would have liked to have done, but I have not. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not. I can't either. Um, we recorded 400 years ago. It has been a while. I just want to reiterate, that movie is excellent. Mm. It's probably out of cinemas by now, but regardless, if you're a fan of comics, if you're a fan of superheroes, if you're a fan of the Turtles, it is so good. It's very watchable. Um, A lot of fun. Even though it has a bunch of hip-hop drops in the middle, which are clearly (laughs) for the dads, i.e. me. (laughs) Yeah, this is the it's bit good. where we play it's... some Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's older than Beastie Boys even. It's like KRS-1 and stuff. It's probably music that, I'm going to go on a limb, that the, the teenage performers who played the, the Ninja Turtles in the film uh, did not know uh, those songs. <laughs> <laughs> but is yeah. the, sorry, is the, is the news item that it, it was good and you liked it? Yes, yeah, basically. Oh, cool, I, yeah. I just fine. thought, since we haven't done an episode on it, we should address it. Um, 
Mm. I would like to do an okay, episode well, on it, but maybe we'll maybe we'll get to that in the future. Well, speak a, maybe speak a little bit more about you know. Sorry, I was I was I, I interrupted you for a flippant joke. <laughs> I never do that. Um, but what <laughs> uh, talk a little bit more about what you liked about it? Uh, so obviously, it's got the kind of you know Spider Verse. Say it. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spider Verse esque uh, animation style, which works really well for it. Um, I just I I love the design of everything and the energy of it all, the care they've taken to distinguish all of these characters, um, in both you know appearance and performance. Um, I like the the cast that they've assembled around them, like all these wacky versions of you know Bebop Rocksteady or the other mutants. Um, what else? I think the script is really good. Uh, is it funny? It's so funny. Mm. It's very funny. Um, there's just, there's nothing about it that made me go, oh, that's, you know, that's a bit weak. And I think for a franchise like Turtles, which has been up and down over the years, to come out with something that fresh, it should be, should be rewarded. It should be mm. by all rights. This movie should have been massive, and the fact that it was only sort of okay is a bit disappointing. Wait a minute. Now this this how, I don't know if you got in front of you the the numbers. I I, no, I just thought it did really really decent. Is that wrong? Uh, I have so okay. I'll pull up the actual numbers. But my my memory of last time I looked at it is that it did slightly worse than you'd hope. Oh yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, it, did, it was budget seventy, global box office one one uh, eighty. Yeah. Um, so it, it but just but, about know, scraped you past. Yeah. You know, it's just about scraped through being profitable. And maybe it's the sure. kind of movie where, when they do a sequel, if they do a sequel, that audience will come back with everyone they've told is you know said said it was great and. Uh, Everyone who's seen it on home release, but you know, you'd also say that what that cost thirty mil less than Blue Beetle, and it made seventy five more, right? Were those the numbers we shared earlier about Blue yeah, Beetle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's 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 what that one of my old colleagues used to say. That's watched that's washed its face <laughs> at uh, at seventeen one seventy. It's, it's funny washing its face. Good taking a bath. Bad. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Whereas for me, uh, watching my face, um, bad, <laughs> bad, taking a yeah, bath, taking a real good, <laughs> absolutely top top of the list in terms of uh, achievements for 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 a weekend. <laughs> but, uh, what did you do this weekend, Reese? Oh, I had a bath. Oh, yeah, enough said. No, cool. That's uh, well done. That's enough. You've achieved something. <laughs> um, I think they will do a sequel to this. I think. I think uh, you know the the goodwill was good. The reviews were good. Again, it's you know it's made money. Could have made more, but it's made money. Um, I think they'll make a sequel to that. Uh, and they're also, the, is, it, is it Lord and Miller? Or, I mean, Seth Rogen for sure. Is it Lord and Miller as well? It's not Lord and Miller, no. It's just Seth Rogen. But I no, think it's probably you know, one of the best things he's been attached to in a solid decade. Wait, it had music by Trent Reznor and Atticus. Yeah, 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 yeah. The score is incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool, didn't know that. Yeah, it's um, so good. I want to say that, do you want to, I did, I, why do I do these things? But I did read an article that said, uh, the you know the ending sting for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So I did I do know that, uh, and they do they set up they kind of set up the big guy at the end, right? Yeah, there's you know 
if I tell you Shredder is not in this movie, there are no prizes for guessing <laughs> what the end credits thing is. Shredder's the guy with the with the robot on his belly, right? No. Is that Shredder? Reese, Reese, Reese. No, he's a robot. He's a ro- robot. You're, you're a talking robot about. Guy. You're talking about Krang. I'm talking about Krang. I'm always talking about Krang. Yeah. Uh, who's so he's who's Shredder? Shredder is what, the leader is of the Foot Clan. No, that's split. Oh my. <laughs> oh, Reese. What is Shredder? What is he? Shredder what is, he? What Shredder is, he? What is, is he? the evil ninja who fights the turtles. He is the, the head of the ninja clan they, they fight. He is a bloke, yeah. Depends on okay. the version of continuity. Sometimes he's like their resurrected enemy from the hundreds of years in the past. Sometimes he's just some guy. But but he's a guy and he fights big But he is cool and, and, and he, he will beat anyone in one-on-one combat. And he wears blades on his hands and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but and Krang, I guess they do Krang it for number three. Krang yeah, probably. Because he's he's that's the coolest one. Obviously, he's got a, tummy, <laughs> a face tummy. He's got a robot head and a face tummy. Yeah. Um, okay, and I was going to mention that uh, Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka's actually quite good. What do I do? What do I do with that thought? It's tricky. It's a tricky one. Um, I don't know what the listeners think about Ahsoka. I think it's okay. I think it's kind of fun. I have seen people calling it tepid and yeah. personality-free, yeah. dull. So I'm interested to hear that you liked it. What I like about it is that it um, it feels like the only the only Star Wars project after... Well, the only non-George Lucas Star Wars project that feels like it's kind of obsessed with its own law in, a, in and, and the law is is not connected to the skywalker stuff even though asterisk big asterisk <laughs> yes and kin skywalker is in this show so yeah you know fine that's that's important um but yeah it, it just there's something and it takes itself so seriously it's so like somber and solemn um but i but about this other sort of this other little thread of stuff that that feels kind of disconnected from skywalker and dare you know dare i say it i wonder whether dave Filoni's actually you know the story he wants to tell is 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 bigger than the Skywalker stuff, um, which is in, which is interesting. I'm kind of bold. Uh, yeah, there's something to there's just some there's a flavour to it that I can't quite put my finger on that I I I've liked. Um, and Rosario Dawson is you know Rosario Dawson, <laughs> uh, and and then and I like the they all have like different coloured hair because it's because it started as a cartoon. I kind of like that. It just gives it a different another different flavour that feels something um yeah i think it's kind of good ahsoka i'm glad i'm again. glad you like it i will not be watching i i respect i also should say uh i'm like four episodes behind <laughs> of course <laughs> it was so good that i'm actually like watching it when it comes out uh, i'm really really behind and i have been seeing on tiktok the final scene from ahsoka and then i've kind of gone like oh, i guess maybe i don't have to watch it i don't know <laughs> i've 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 consumed the uh i've consumed the content there the ending content so Maybe I'm good. Um, we'll see. I'll give you an update in, in about a hundred years when we, when we record our next episode. I will. Uh, I'll let you know. No, that's not true. We have to do more. Yeah, we will be back soon. Uh, I'm going to wrap us wrap it up now. We're going to be back I, soon. I've got loads more to say, so that's actually quite rude. I've got so much more. I'm going to talk a lot about um, Patrick Stewart and those ads he's doing at the moment. I've got a lot to say. We will be. We'll be back on Patreon. We're going to be covering Loki, I expect. Not sure who, because we're still struggling with the scheduling. But 
I would say minimum two of the three of us will be covering Loki episode one, <laughs> and then sure. weekly, weekly there thereafter. So uh, when is that now? When is that? I dropping? believe it is dropping on Friday. And, and for listeners to listen to that, the date of that yeah, is the sixth. Si- si- yeah, of, of October. Yes, twenty twenty three. Yes, twenty twenty three. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll be doing weekly episodes about that on Patreon. We'll be back with a news episode probably in about a month when there is some news to cover. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll also be covering ooh the Marvels. Is that the next one? Uh, yes, and also we really. We really do need to do a Blue Beetle and Shazam episode. And also, I I quite like the boys. I might watch Gen V. So uh, prepare yourself for that, listeners. I'm watch Gen <laughs> V. Boy spin-off. Let's do it. Okay. Well, it's been nice to talk to you, Reese. after two months. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you. How, how's your family? No, we'll do it offline. It's fine. We'll do it offline. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't remember the sign off. I'm I'm bad at I'm bad at that. Good, uh, goodbye podcast. Goodbye podcast. Let's say that. <laughs>